People like you, organizations like Rate Check, I love you guys. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Ramp Check Podcast. I'm Tony. I'm Aaron. And I'm Ryan. Well, hello, brothers. How are you today? Hello. Hey, brother. <laughs> brothers. Brothers. I guess. I, I, yeah, brothers. Yeah, Bo- both of y'all are here, and I love the consistency we're on. We need to keep this rolling. I, I know. Yes. And, uh, oh, go ahead, Ryan. Speaking of that consistency, um, I love that post that uh, you guys will have to remind me who it was when it's like that meme of like, it was Matt, wasn't it? When, when yeah, you it, was, it was Wadman. Yeah. yeah, it was Wadman. When you hear a, a new uh, a new episode of the Rap Check, Rap Check podcast comes out, and then he's like, "When you get a second one in the same month, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or something like that." It, it was really good. And so then thanks, a Matt, third. Let's see. Oh, here it is, right here. I've got I've got it right here, and uh, it's on our uh, it's on our Instagram story, isn't it, Darren? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well. It's not showing now, but we did put it on there when he posted it. It's uh-huh. on his Instagram. Okay. So this is, uh, this was Wadman and this is on my Facebook. Cause well, you know, Tony still doesn't have Instagram, <laughs> but, uh, uh, he said with all these ne- new episodes this month, it seems quite fitting. Love you guys. LOL. He said that to us. And here was the meme. Um, it's just awesome in the face of this guy. I, I don't know who the hell it is, but it's It's perfect. Vince McMahon of the WWE. That's oh, okay. what that yeah. A lot yeah. of people know it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't follow wrestling, so. Well, I don't either. But well, neither do I, but. Get with the times. How do you not know who Vince McMahon is? I don't follow wrestling, number one. Neither do I. <laughs> number two, I don't have a fucking mullet. And number three, I don't have a gun rack in the back of my car. Thank you. Well, that's unfortunate. Hopefully, hopefully you never need to defend yourself. (laughs) Yeah, well, you don't have to have a mullet or a gun rack in the back of your freaking truck, dude. To follow wrestling? Come on, wrestling. I just, I just want to go on the record of saying I have nothing against mullets or back of gun racks. I want y'all on my side when the shit hits the fan. That's right. I want all the WWE fans on my side. You That's right. Sure. You have a point. You do have a point. So that used to be my analogy. Jesus. Besides, of... I, what? I, I, I think doesn't doesn't Wadman have long hair? Doesn't he have a mullet? Does he? <laughs> you might have just totally blasted him, dude. <laughs> well, that explains the WWE connection. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure really on the on the mullet so... thing, but. Uh, I know that he does have long hair, but I don't know. Look, I'm <laughs> we'll gonna <laughs> I'm gonna talk shit on anybody with hair because, well, you know, I'm I'm uh, hair follicle challenged um, at the moment. Yes, yes, you are. Yes. So anyway, okay, go ahead with hold, the meme. Okay, hold on. It just says, "Ramp Check Podcast adds a new episode in October of 2021." You've got a little reaction there, and then the next <laughs> one. Ramp Check Podcast adds a second new episode in October 2021. He's got a little bit of a grin on his face. <laughs> and then 
Ramp Check Podcast adds a third new episode in October 2021. Andy looks like he's having an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, there you have it. And that's Hilarious. the consistency that I'm talking about. Right? You know, Ooh, the consistency of what? Um, that's why I brought it up. Trying to keep this rolling, man. Oh, you mean you're, being consistent. Not, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. not talking about, yeah, you're... Uh, your mind's in the gutter. Well, the guess guess what, Mr. Wadman? We're recording a fourth episode of the Ramp Check Podcast just a day after the end of October. So, um, as uh, I believe... Which, I, which, what? which would be November 1st. Which would be November 1st. Which, uh, which you, as... You try as, to make it all, like, as Mr. Right as Mr. Wadman once said to us, um, game on, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> well, there you go. And ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for listening to the Ramp Check podcast. Have a great day. <laughs> yeah. Good day. Good day. <laughs> All right. Just kidding. Sorry. A um, <clears throat> lot going on, of course, always in the airline uh, industry. And we want to thank uh, our special guest that we had on last week. Uh, was that our last? No, that was two episodes ago, wasn't it? That was two episodes ago, yep. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And uh, gave us a little perspective on uh, what he's facing uh, with the mandates coming up. And should we just, I mean, there's a few updates on the mandates. We'll talk about that shit and let's just get that out of the way, okay? Does that work, brother? Yeah, we can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. thanks sure. again for Doug for coming on. He was, yes. Uh, if you guys haven't listened to that episode yet, it's it's a great, it's a fun episode. Uh, Doug Jones, good good dude, air traffic controller, um, about to get fired because he doesn't trust the vaccine, which millions of other Americans don't. But anyway, right. yeah, so we can go on then. Yeah, not continue. Yeah, not just millions of Americans, but of course, uh, a lot of pilots uh, that are being affected by all this. So yeah, lots of crew. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. There's cabin oh, crew, not I mean, I, sorry, I don't mean military, just pilots. Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and and of course, we try and focus. <laughs> big word there. Try and focus on the aviation aspect of this whole thing, but um, uh. There have been some lawsuits filed uh, around the country. One specifically was the uh, pilots union uh, to challenge Southwest Airlines vaccine mandate. And a federal judge has rejected a bid by pilots to block Southwest Airlines from imposing a vaccine mandate, saying the airline is within its power to require vaccination as a safety measure. Well, I'm sorry, Judge Barbara Lynn, but that's absolute bullshit. As far as this lawsuit and the Southwest Pilots Union, I'm sure it's not the the end of lawsuits. And this no. federal judge isn't the end-all say-all for everything either. Absolutely. No, so not at all. It's going to continue on. Um, you know, it'll just move into different levels of the courts. And it's, I get the point that the judge is saying, believe it or not, but at the same time, this is not your typical vaccine that's going on. This is something that was, you know, developed way too fast, doesn't have the time tested, proven, right. uh, peer reviewed 
fill in the blank. Well, I studies and tests for years. I wouldn't that say that it's going to be fully safe right. for everybody. I wouldn't That's say. I wouldn't say develop too fast. I would say unleashed on the people too fast. That's yeah. the thing, you know. And and I mean, when you've got when you've got some asshole at the FDA who is caught in a recording when they're talking about mandating this for children. He says, well, we won't know until we start vaccinating him. Well, that's a great way to yeah, think about this. Yeah, that's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. I can't even believe they're thinking about doing this. I tell you, if they get to the point where you have to be vaccinated to fly on a plane, I'll never fly anywhere ever again. Nope. It's not going to happen nope. because it's absolute bullshit if they take that away and the airlines, frankly, won't be able to survive if they do that. They won't. Yeah, that's why, enough... I don't, that's why I don't think it'll ever get that far. They'll threaten it, but I don't think it'll ever yeah. happen. They're, yeah. they're and, underestimating how many people are absolutely rock solid against this. Yeah. And, and the thing is, just a reminder to everybody, we're not anti-vax. Again, we're yes. We're anti-this vax until it's proven safe for everybody long-term those type of things because well, all the not. other vaxes that are out there and that we've taken growing up in our lives, you know, personally, they were proven safe and effective long-term. You can't just unleash this upon everybody. And especially, you know, with the connection of the aviation industry, I mean, good Lord, it could really kill these pilots careers and the chance of these pilots, most of them are healthy because you have to be healthy to get your medical mm -hmm. to fly as a commercial airline pilot. So the chances of them getting COVID and having it kill them or ruin their career are leaps and bounds less risky than a virus that has, I mean, excuse me, than the vax that has proven time and time again to show some sort of adverse reaction. I mean, it's happening in the sports world. It's happening in all these careers where these people have to be super healthy in order to have their jobs. Well, and well, Ryan... that's just and that's just initially. Yeah, we're just seeing the reactions, like within a short time period of them getting vaxxed. We're not seeing years down the road when they get the booster shots what it's going to continue to do. Right. And what could happen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what were you going to say, Tony? You said my name. Well, yeah, I was just going to say you you know the name of this because you follow soccer. But a really high end or a really high profile soccer player just. Yeah. Um, Barcelona, Sergio Aguero was his name. He he had to come out mid game. Um and go to the hospital for for heart issues and that league over there that barcelona plays in their athletes are almost it's like 90 high 90 percent of them have been vaxxed but right. it's they're the stories of people having these effects are few and far in between because obviously it's bad for publicity of the vax if right. they you know, I'm surprised this story even got out there. This is probably right. one that couldn't sweep under the table because he's a big name. Well, there, so. there, these stories are being reported few and far between because it mm -hmm. it, it threatens the uh, the narrative. It kills I mean, the narrative. Yeah, it, it does. And so, switching back 
uh, to pilots, uh, and this is specifically pilots because, you know, they have to maintain such a high standard of uh, physical fitness, you know, they're, to get to qualify for their medical. Um, right. So think about the amount of money if somebody decides as, like, say they're a teenager and they want to be a commercial airline pilot. They don't go the military route. I mean, we can talk about that, too, because there's just about as big of a sacrifice in time as there is money. Think about all the money that's invested just to get to the point where you can start flying for a regional airline. Mm-hmm. All yeah. the hours, all the all the instruction, all the studying, all the money out of your own pocket. And then you take this vaccine and you're one of the people that has one of the side effects like myocarditis or blood clotting is discovered. Your career is gone. It's gone. Yeah, it's over. Well, you it's you lose your medical for a, like Aaron said, a virus that has a 99.9x survivable rate. Well, that's, that's um, you know, we like it, we've talked about a few episodes ago, but obviously we're rehashing it because of some of the stories that have come out since. But, you know, if I put myself in one of these pilots' uh, shoes, here's, here's the way I would think about it, me personally. I've sacrificed all my time, my, my money, uh, whether I went through the military, whatever, you're finally, you finally made it. You're a pilot. You're flying. Now, right. do I want to risk my career on something that I could have injected into me that I'm not sure if I'll have an adverse effect or not or, or side effect? Or would I like to take my chances on getting a virus that I am like almost 100% guaranteed I'll be okay and I might miss, you know, a week of work? You know, to because me, you got it's flu. like a no-brainer. It's it's like it's like getting the vax is like you're you're taking a gamble on your career. You're you're gambling, and yeah. anyone that's like, "Well, you're gambling with COVID," get out of here with that shit. You're not gambling with COVID because when you get COVID, you're fine. You're fine, and don't give me the shit about well, people have died. Well, no shit, people have died. People die from shit all the time that they can get and contract and carry. If you are unhealthy and you're in a state where your immune system is not great, anything that you get that affects your system can be deadly for you. And so to me, if I, I feel bad for a lot of these pilots who are being, uh, you know, I don't want to say forced, but in a lot of ways they are. Well, it's because- coercion. Well, it's basically they're taking the dice and rolling and saying, okay, if I want to keep my job, they're saying I got to get yeah. vaccinated. I hope I don't have a, an adverse side effect that ruins my career. So I hope I don't. If I were a pilot and Bullshit. I was faced with this decision right now, if I was faced with the possibility of being fired or furloughed until all this craziness goes away, if it ever does go away, it better fucking go away. Um, if I'm faced with losing my job, if I don't get vaccinated or getting vaccinated and possibly developing one of these side effects that can affect me for the rest of my life, I'm going to let the airline fire me. 
And then in six months when the entire travel industry is completely crashed, then I'll think about maybe letting them hire me back again. Right. Because that's what's right. going to happen. You, I'm and, not going to risk my life over this. there probably are a lot of people, a lot of people that feel that way. And, you know, and unfortunately, there's probably some that are just like, well, I don't want to worry about that. And I'll take my chances and, and get it. But once again, bottom line it should just be their choice. There should be no coercion. There should be no forcing. Period. It should always yeah. be a choice, period. Nothing more. Like, <clears throat> nothing more. If you're a pilot and you're listening to this podcast and you got vaccinated, that's your choice. That's right. great. Like I, like Aaron said, we're, we're not anti-vax people, but we are anti-this this vax. Craziness that's going we on. we feel right it now. hasn't been tested enough right. to know for sure what the side effects could be, whether it be short term or long term, we just don't know. So yeah, when, anyone that says they know is lying because we won't know for five years down the road. And and when when something like this and as important as people's lives and their health, when it becomes politicized, that's when you know to question something going yeah. on. That's when all period. the all the red flags go up. Yeah. Yep. So that's I don't know, but you know, so, like we've been saying, right? it's your choice. It should be your choice. No shame in either way for crying out loud. Just, you know, you can't be forcing stuff like this as important as it is to each individual's lives and decision. I mean, it, it has to be. Yeah. It in, should be a personal decision. In this story, the judge said that Southwest is within its authority to require vaccinations to improve safety and maintain its operations. If that's true, why hasn't the annual flu vaccine been mandated every year? Yeah, it's, it, yeah, again, mean, it's that, all politicized. It's yeah, political. It, it is. is all political. And, and we, we feel for all you that work in the industry. I mean, in an industry that's still trying to bounce back from not flying last year right, and all the grounded aircraft exactly. and, you know, like it, it's it's like, do you want to recover? Do you want to fully get to the point that we were? Because this isn't the way. <laughs> well, and okay, so I'm I'm gonna uh, the last thing I'm gonna say about this because God, we've covered it so much over the I last know. month, and I'm sure there's some people that are sick of it and whatever, and I get it, but it's an important thing. You know, the last thing that I really want to say about it is if we're wrong or if people are wrong and you know as far as and not supporting this vaccine or supporting choice whatever then we're all that are anti getting the vax because we don't think it's safe we're all gonna fucking die off anyway right so why does it fucking matter <laughs> if if we're all just gonna die off anyway and and then you won't have any you know quote unquote anti-vaxxers or whatever which we're not but it sure sounds like it to a lot of people because, you know, I mean, we get comments. We've had, you know, some some spirited debate on a few messages that we've received from people listening to the podcast or, you know, reading about comments, whatever. We're, we're all going to be gone soon anyway, right? So why don't we just, you know, live life make our own decisions personally and just continue on. Okay. Yeah. If it, and as far as, you know, connection to the aviation industry, 
nobody's going to contract COVID and die flying their airplane. Okay. That's not how it's going to happen. So that pilot, if he gets COVID and he's going to die for crying out loud, it's going to happen on the ground at home being sick. It's, it's not, it's not a safety issue. It's not, but I'm telling you what, you get the vax and you have one of those adverse reactions. Yeah. You, you could have a heart issue when you're flying, you could have a blood clot. Absolutely. It's, it's way more risky in my opinion. Yep. And I assume both of well, your, you know, opinions. Right. And that's yeah, a good point. Here's the, that, that's all I have to he, say. Here's it. the problem with what you said, Aaron. Here's the, here's what? the problem with what you said about we're all just going to die off anyway. Mm-hmm. But, but we're overwhelming the hospitals so the vaccinated people can't get in. Then why even get vaccinated? <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's what I'm saying. It all it's I don't know what the actual definition of this is, but it all just it's like you're caught in an echo chamber. The the logic yeah, is so stupid that you just yeah, it's, it's like it's you're stuck dumb. in this circle and you can't get out of it. But for yeah, for those we, people we, we we have to protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated. Exactly. That is the most bullshit <laughs> Stupid thing I've ever heard apologize. By them getting a vaccine that was supposed to protect the vaccinated in the first place. <laughs> that doesn't protect them. Oh protect, my god. Protect the unvaccinated or protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated. Well, and another that, thing that That's should, like the most brilliant line I've ever heard in my the, life. Another that thing so that should sense. that should raise a red flag and and we'll get back to our story. We love going off on tangents. If you're a fan of the Ramcheck podcast, you know this. So just sit back. We'll get through it. Um but <laughs> the the other mm. red flags are number 1. They they changed the actual definition of a vaccine. And they changed the definitions of safe and effective. What does that fucking tell you? (laughs) Well, can you guys, can you guys help me understand how, and, and I said this two podcasts ago, how it went from getting a vaccine to prevent you from getting COVID (laughs) to people that get vaccinated, getting COVID, but then they just say, well, it's okay. It just won't hit me as hard. To yeah. now you need to get a booster to help the vaccine that was supposed to help in the first place that doesn't help prevent you from getting COVID to now you need to get a booster to where that same vaccine that didn't prevent you from getting COVID. Now you get a booster to help what to wh- you Who see knows? what I'm saying? Well, like that's the circle point, I'm it, talking it, about. It's, like it's a, it's a perfect example of government bureaucracy run amok. And they don't know what to do. They don't know what to say. They don't know how to cover their asses. They don't know how. All they have to rely on is just, hey, the people are stupid. Whatever you put out in the news, they'll believe. And unfortunately, there's too many people like that out there. There's yep. not enough people that question what's going on. There's right. not enough people that question, is this safe? Is it not safe? You know, should it be you know, should I have my kids vaccinated? Should I do this? Should I? Most people just follow what's on their TV that I turn that yep. they turn on, and unfortunately, in this day and age, you just cannot do that. You have to do your own type of research, and and I'm not just talking about 
you know, oh, well, this one person said that you shouldn't. No, you need to actually. There it is. Do some research. (laughs) Did you guys see that? uh, um, Speaking of that and questioning and speaking out, did you guys see that Kyrie Irving on his uh, Twitter put a picture of Morpheus from the Matrix? Oh, no, I didn't. So if you guys don't know, Kyrie Irving has been. He's been holding out against getting the vaccine. Kyrie Irving, an NBA basketball player uh, for the New Jersey Nets. And, you know, he's not allowed around his teammates. He's not allowed to play. He's not allowed to practice. This is ridiculous. I know. So modern day segregation. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, by the way, getting back to those people that we've had spirited debates with um, in our Instagram message, I just want to refer you guys back to episode 31 of the ramp check podcast it's called you're entitled to your own opinion even if you sound like a dumbass so we respect (laughs) your opinion but just you know we'll refer you back to that so um but uh yeah uh just a couple more things about southwest before we move now this um this lawsuit was filed uh like right around right i think it was the day before a uh, bunch of Southwest employees caught the uh, quote unquote hashtag freedom flu. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and they had all of those cancellations. Well, since then, and I don't know if we've touched on this, maybe we have updated it, but Southwest did cancel their plans to put unvaccinated employees on unpaid leave. Um, right. Right. And so, um, Anyway, they've openly encouraged employees to ask for a medical or religious exemption for being vaccinated if they object to to getting the shots. But it's like Doug said, you know, I could I could say it's a religious exemption, but I'd be lying. I'm just flat out against it. Yeah. Yeah. An exemption should just be that freedom of choice. Exactly. A personal objection, freedom of choice, um, a constitutional objection, a bill of rights object- objection, whatever. Um, but anyway, uh, how about a humanity objection? A, a, how about a common fucking sense objection? Ugh, I don't anyway. know. It's, it, anyway, we need to move on. Yep. It's just we're just going to keep. I know. So over this. So American Airlines over this last weekend, I don't know if you guys have heard. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, since uh, Friday, uh, they've canceled almost twenty two hundred flights. Um, and, you know, the story is that uh, they're saying it's uh, high winds on Thursday in Dallas, as well as other related weather related issues throughout the system. Now, there have been some pretty strong storm systems that have moved through um, the country over this last week. Um, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I think on the podcast we were talking about the whatever the, they were calling that storm that was hitting the Pacific Northwest. And um, I know there was a big nor'easter that impacted the. Um, you know, across the uh, eastern seaboard. So there's a couple of things I want to point out. I think weather was a part of it, but did we see any other airlines that canceled 2,300 flights between Friday and today? It's the same thing when Southwest had their issues. Right. You know, blame it on weather, but miraculously all the other aircraft and airlines 
were fine. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's again, people just read and believe, right? Read and believe, just like sheep. Yeah, weather what spe- airline specific weather patterns. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So American Airlines insists that there was no vax protest uh, on Monday. Um, American Airlines chief customer officer Allison Taylor and vice president of global sales Kyle Mabry addressed questions about whether the operational meltdown was caused by employee actions in protest to the COVID-19 vaccine mandate American has put in place. Quote, unquote, the vast majority of our team is already vaccinated and you can be rest assured our team is eager to take care of you and your travelers. Well, that's just a PR statement. Um, God, I know. It's just when like, was that written? The 80s? I, I know, right? When they that, write that one. That was pulled out of the canned uh, PR responses. So I'm guessing that, uh, you know, the freedom flu hit American Airlines. To be fair, weather can impact operations. Um, you know, like when I was a flight dispatcher, uh, our operation, if we had a meltdown in Chicago, that would have a ripple effect and a and affect us all the way on the West Coast. A lot of uneducated passengers wouldn't understand why that did that because, you know, aircraft, they they floated it through different hubs and the crews and everything else. And it is a pretty impressive balancing act. Um, but one thing that was interesting is that in one of the articles that I read, they mentioned mainline flights versus like like when I was with SkyWest, we flew for American Airlines, but we weren't considered mainline. We were the regional airline that, that fed the mainline passengers to the mainline routes. But they said yeah. it was just mainline. So if Dallas is having all these these winds and weather and everything else, why why didn't why didn't it affect uh, the regional partners of American Airlines? Yeah. There's other airlines that fly in and out of Dallas. Dallas Fort Worth is one of the busiest airports in the world. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, I'm sure they'll anyway. come up with some excuse why. Yeah. They will. Yeah. I mean, they they've got to spin it. They can't they can't let people know that this could have been a protest to the vaccine mandate. Of course not. Well, they you can't. know, our our aircraft are painted, you know, in silver and with a you know with a red and blue tail and when the wind coefficient it, you know goes over the paint on that blue you know it really makes the you know blap it i mean that's the kind of shit that they'll come up with well get it it is and again in operational fairness um dallas is one of the worst airports in the country when it comes to bad weather i mean yeah you know they they'll if they don't have the right configuration, San Francisco is the same way. If they can't run their standard configuration, the amount of traffic that that airport can handle within an hour's window, within a one hour window gets drastically reduced. And yeah, and they, they're forced to use like their crosswind runways and right. And you know, that makes it more difficult yep. to get as much traffic in and out and, and those type of things. Yeah. It's, it, you know, it, it's it's all true, but uh, 
to this extent. Is it true? I don't know. Why weren't the other airlines affected? Right. Like we said, mm-hmm. the feeders, you know, regionals. I don't know. It's, yep. Oh, God. Anyway. So, Some, go ahead, Ryan. No, I was just saying that's that's what gets old is just not knowing not knowing the truth. Right. You know? Not, not sure, you know, what's being reported that is real and what's not. But mm-hmm. anyway. Yep. Absolutely. So there was another story out there, too, that uh, and I'm not sure how many or if airlines were even uh, involved in this, but a lot of uh, corporations went to the Biden, (coughs) quote unquote, regime and asked them to extend the uh, deadline for uh, these this vaccine mandate to beyond the holidays. Gee, I wonder why. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. that's not going to help anything. Well, if they do that, though, what they do is it gets them through the holidays, and then they're just like, well, okay, thanks for getting us through the holidays, so now you can just, uh, you know, thank you for your service, but bye-bye. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But I just, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it's frustrating. Who, if they let all these employees go, especially pilots, and flight attendant. Well, I mean, all of them for sure, because yeah, you need everybody well, to make you do, it all work. But you but need the point people to load the aircraft and right. push them back and fly right. them. And... But the point that I'm making, if you're a ramper, all right, do you have to have a degree to be a ramper? Do you have to go through specialized training? No. So they can hire plenty of rampers off the street. They can hire ticket agents off the street. They can hire gate agents. They can hire customer service agents. There's still there's going to be a four to six week training curve for these people. But what about what about flight attendants that have to go through their amount of training? What about pilots? Who are they going to replace these people with? Well, it it takes years to to get pilots and (coughs) excuse me. Damn. And, (laughs) um, um, you know, air traffic controllers, you know, like we were talking with Doug, like. Mm-hmm. You don't just go, you know, you don't go hold a job fair and recruit people to be controllers and pilots for crying out loud. Right. And say, okay, right. we're going to give you three weeks paid training. You just can't. Yeah. No, you can't. Anyway, <sighs> I, so... you know, brothers, I really want to move on because I, I just feel like we're just rehashing things over and over and over. Well, I mean. We, we are. We, we brought in some new information. The, I'm just saying. I know, I so, know. It's just, yeah. we, we go off on these tangents, and it's like, ah, oh, it's so frustrating. It just gets you too riled up, and well, there's no end in sight right now. And again, it's because we, at the Ramcheck Podcast, Tony, Aaron, and Ryan, we're, we're so passionate about the industry. I know. And we just see what's on the horizon for the industry, whether you agree with us or not. The writing's on the wall, and yeah. hopefully in three months' time, we're not talking about this entire shutdown of the industry because of what's happened. I hope that doesn't happen, but I know. it's kind of leaning towards that. So, oh, um, yep. All right, so one more thing about Southwest Airlines. Aaron, I'm going to let you uh, uh, lead on this one. It's kind of a funny story. It's kind of a, you know... Just because so many people got triggered over this. <laughs> but, 
yeah, we, we, I know. we played a song on the podcast uh, a couple of podcasts ago as well. But anyway, so. <laughs> so I'll, I'll read I'll read some from this story from NPR.org, which is not a news source that we like or support. But I just had to read the title from this article just because it, it's just funny to read when you when when you're you know, what's the term we use? When you're when you've been awakened to everything that's going on, I don't know. Am I saying that right? Mm. Um, you know, just because of all the stuff that's happened over the last couple of years. But anyway, the title is a Southwest pilot is under investigation for the divisive phrase. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> divisive, divisive, you know, phrase, so divisive. Huh? There was somebody that posted about this on my personal Instagram, and I met this person at the airport years ago when I worked at Salt Lake. And, and um, you know, let's just say his views and mine are completely polar opposites. Mm-hmm. And he was posting about it, like, just going off about about this pilot. Basically, it's like, you know, just shut up and fly the airplane and whatever. And it's just like... It's, it's just unbelievable because one demographic is like they laugh about it and move on and that's fine, okay? But the other demographic, they get so triggered, they want people fired, they want people canceled, they want things changed, they want statements from the airline, they want accountability this, accountability that. Oh my God, it's a joke, people. It's a fucking joke. And if you and think if you about it, if you can't take a joke, then you need to rethink some of the parts of your life. Well, and, and, <laughs> and if you think about it, the funny thing is, is we are being sensitive because we could just come right out and say F Joe Biden. <laughs> just, just say it one way. I mean, so. I don't know. I mean, whatever, whatever side of the political spectrum you're on, I don't know how anybody could support what's going on right now in this country. I mean, it's, it, it's, it is just terrible. Economically, Why? socially, like the, the, the whole, and the thing that really angers me about it all is, is um, the, the climate right now, how our, our current government that's in power and all the news and, they want everybody to be against themselves. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. want everybody to be divided. They want all right. the And so when when NPR posts a story, it says divisive phrase. It's like there they go again. You know? Well, they're let's, they're, let's they're putting fuel everybody. on the dumpster fire is what they're doing. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. We can all get along. We can all joke whether you support Trump or Biden or whatever like Oh my God, we could all still sit down and have a fucking beer together. Right. Like big fucking deal. I've got friends that are complete opposite of what I believe politically, but it's like, I mean, there's family that are like that in our families and it, it's like, so what it's like, just believe what you want to believe. Right. And if you want to debate or communicate about certain things, do it, but you don't have to be divided to the point where, well, I'm on this side and you're on that side, so fuck you. Well, it doesn't need to be that way. Right. And it's the same in the aviation community with all this shit going on. Mm-hmm. We don't all have to be divided. 
So why didn't these yeah, why well didn't these uh, this group of people get so triggered when pictures surfaced on the internet of uh, pilots hanging the uh, the the Gadsden flag, the "Don't Tread on Me" flag, out the window? Isn't that triggering enough and divisive? Well, I I can just remember all the all the airline employees around the country last summer that were that were doing things and and you know whether or not you believe in you know the whole quote unquote black lives matter movement or everything like i get the movement but the way that it was gone about is is wrong in my opinion um and people you know we're we're all humans in here in america we're all americans and it shouldn't matter what color you are and we had a whole episode on this remember about the airlines and yep we and, did um and all that so you can go back i don't remember what episode number that was but but it just goes back to that it's like when that was all happening last year there was no you know public outcry for changes there were no because all the media that reports on it they were all for all that but just because they're against one way and then they write articles like this Mm -hmm. and headlines like this i mean they think they're in the right all the time so, by the way, brother, I think that's uh, episode 43. Sometimes okay. you need to let it out. I'm pretty sure yeah. that's that's the one. And, and that's and that, that's a good episode. And that yep. really gives everybody a sense on where we stand on everything, too. Um, you know. Oh, actually, it, it, that, it, was, it, that was in April. So that was. Oh, yeah, that's right. Never mind. That's correct. Well, it was it was about you know, the past year, it wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. like last year specifically, but I don't, I don't know. Anyway, oh, oh, wait, maybe it was episode 52 riots and COVID and Musk. Oh my, that's the one. Anyway, both of those episodes will give you really good insight as to, uh, as to our feelings about things and how things have been handled and projected and, and all that other stuff. So, so yeah. Um so anyway. getting getting back to people being triggered over all this uh just and and we won't dwell on this, but I just want to give you an idea of what these people like to do when they cancel and everything else. So so in light of this pilot with the divisive phrase, let's go Brandon. Um this is an account on Twitter and I'm just going to call him out cuz he's a fucking dumbass. Um, it's at uncovering the truth, uncovering the truth on Twitter. Okay. His response. This was, um, uh, let's see. This was Saturday, the 30th at 6:45 PM. He says, and I quote a Southwest airlines pilot said, let's go Brandon on the airplanes, public speaker, very unsettling to have a MAGA lunatic. And in flying an aircraft with people's lives at stake, a pilot oh, cursing, <clears throat> a pilot cursing the president of the United States is borderline terrorism. Southwest, <laughs> please fire this man. Oh my gosh. Kate. So can I ask you a question? And, yeah, that we and I'm not even to the best part, part yet. Go ahead. <clears throat> how, how does he know he's a MAGA person? That's what I want to know. Right. Exactly. Just because he doesn't like Biden, that automatically means. See, that's how fucked up the political divide is in the right. country. 
Exactly. That's where they immediately go just because he doesn't like Biden. Yeah. Anyway, finish what you're saying. So the last the last uh, sentence again or paragraph um, um, a pilot cursing the president of the United States is borderline terrorism. Southwest, please fire this man. So I'm going to read a tweet from this dipshit uh, back on, let's see, November 4th of 2020. Okay. This is in all caps. Can I get a fuck Donald Trump? That was his tweet. Of course, it's all a double standard. And (laughs) if it fits their narrative, it's totally cool. But that that's why I can't take these people serious. Because you absolutely can't. Yeah. And so anyway, it's like playing elementary school playground games like you can't take anybody serious because they're always they're going to find a way that they were cheated or they lost because of this or. Or if they won, it's because they're so much better than everybody else. And it's, yeah. Oh, God. We're, okay. We're dealing with a lot of really <sighs> negative and borderline scary shit going on right now. Not just in the U.S. and in the world. So I think let's go, Brandon. That phrase just kind of gives us a little bit of something to chuckle about. Don't you think? <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's hilarious how it even came about. I know. Yeah, I it's mean, so well, awesome. of course it is. And that's that's why it's so ridiculous we even have to explain it. Like, come mm-hmm. on, like, like, you know, I, I could see someone being upset if a pilot was using poor language, meaning like, well, what if you know, the pilot said, fuck or whatever over yeah. the intercom Yeah, there and should stuff. be but some I mean, decorum. But I mean, know, saying but... let's go Brandon, is, in my opinion, is just plain funny. And it really doesn't matter how mm-hmm. I feel I just, I don't know. I would have laughed my ass I just get so tired of people being overly sensitive to one thing but not another. And we've talked about double standards the whole podcast. It's just annoying. It's just annoying. Let's all get along. Let's go have a beer and laugh about things. Exactly. And be civil. Here's another thing, too. If you go back, uh, if you go online, I'm guessing YouTube probably has this. Look at some of the Southwest Airlines television commercials over the years. Oh, yeah. They're they're some of the funniest things I've ever seen. If you flew Southwest Airlines back in the the 90s, and I'm sure there's still some crew members, they took that dry safety briefing, you know, when the flight attendants point with their two fingers where the exits are and you look at your seat back car. They made, there are some flight attendants that just, they struck absolute gold with the safety briefings. They are so funny, and I'm sure you can find some of those on YouTube. So a pilot coming out and saying something like that, that's just part of the culture, in my opinion. We can't take everything so damn seriously. Yeah, anyway. I know. Yeah. So, so, it's, 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 the same, it's the same culture that give everybody a trophy. <laughs> It is. It absolutely is. It's just garbage. It's ridiculous. Yep. Okay. All right. Crazy stuff. Let's move on to some other stuff. I know we're we're not going to be we're not going to be chatting for two hours on this podcast because a couple of us have some (laughs) time constraints. We're already fifty minutes in, but we're fifty minutes into (laughs) it. So uh, anyway, we've got a little bit of time, but just uh, some. uh, uh, We're gonna 
Well, we got some uh, aviation news now that we're not going to be talking about the other shit anymore for the rest of the podcast. But uh, if you'd like to follow along, you can go to rampcheckglobal.com, which is your one stop for uh, everything that is Ramp Check Global. We've got the Ramp Swag Store. We'll be talking about that in a minute. All your links to the podcast, where you can find it, and um, Ramp Check Report. So if you want to follow along, go ahead and open up Ramp Check Report right now, and uh, you can see all the different stories. Uh, we, update that, we update that thing daily, uh, sometimes multiple times daily, so you can get the latest in uh, aviation and aerospace news. So, uh, Aaron, Ryan, whoever wants to go first, take it away. Yeah, that's fine. I'll I'll go first. I've got go a ahead. couple. I've got a couple cool stories that that we can cover and and uh, um, just talk about whatever. Yeah, kinda, yeah. Go for it. Set the mood for a little bit more enjoyable av geek talk. So, exactly. Um, and this story comes from alert5.com. Uh, I don't believe this is on Ramp Check Report because I just barely found it. Mm-hmm. Um, but <coughs> F-16s at Osan Air Base, South Korea, have new have glass paint scheme, which is really cool. Ooh. Um, the U.S. Air Force F-16s in Asia have been spotted with the new have glass paint scheme. The radar absorbent material paint is a new darker single color paint scheme that replaces the older two-tone gray as the standard paint scheme for F-16s in the Air Force. And we've seen these. Uh, Nellis has a really awesome half-glass F-16 down there. And I don't know if there's oh, multiple. Yeah. I mean, I know I know we've caught one of them before, but they look so good. So and just we have now. Now, what's the look? Geeks. What's the paint called again? It's called the half glass, and it's a half? darker half, like H A V E. Oh, half glass. Okay, I, I couldn't understand. Anyway, keep going. It's the half yeah, you, glass you th- paint scheme. It's yeah, either half the, empty the... or it's half full. <laughs> I'm just gonna go there. <laughs> you're either positive or you're negative. <laughs> You either have a good attitude or a bad attitude. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's it's the half glass paint. It's really cool. It's you know how like yeah, I'm looking F-35s, at it right now. F-35s are painted, you know, kind of in that darker, um, you know, radar absorbent mm-hmm. paint scheme. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a lot. You know, apparently a lot more F-16s are being painted out, which is really cool. Um, because uh, you know it's a radar absorbent material. It's right. uh, it's darker. It looks really good. Not quite yeah, as not quite right as dark too. as wraith, but uh, a darker gray. Yeah, not black. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not black. But but anyway, I thought I thought that was a cool story to bring up because you know Av Geeks. Uh, you know, gosh, so many. There's so many great looking F-16s out there. Different paint schemes. Different yep. aggressors. Di- I mean. Mm-hmm. You've got you the know, Thunderbirds, you've got the 64th Aggressors, the 18th Aggressors, and a uh, lot of you know, the Splinter, all those. A lot of the a lot of the crew chiefs and the paint shops and the military, they all have a sense of humor. I wish somebody would paint would have painted one of these F-16s in half half glass. Half half glass? Yeah. Yeah. Just to <laughs> just to see if anybody would pick it up. Maybe That's they would, but my so, somebody might be offended. Stupid somebody, somebody might be offended by that, so that's probably why they're not going to do it. Um, yes. Oh God! 
Um, but anyway, um, I've got another story I've got lined up. If you guys, uh, yep, go ready to go. So, um, and this one comes from uh, AF.mil. F-15EX undergoes first operational test mission at Nellis Air Force Base. Um, and F-15EX, which is the newest version of the F-15... Didn't they, gave uh, it a, is, didn't they give it a super lame name? Yeah, they just called it the Eagle 2. Right. Come on, guys. I know. <laughs> I know. They, they, Come on. I mean, even even Super Eagle would have been better. Like, I know, like the like the Navy, you know, named the the Super Hornet. You know, mm-hmm. the the F A eighteen E and F the Super Hornet. They should have just named it the Super Eagle, but that would have been a lot I more super. The the Air Force just kind of rolls like that, just like the Lightning Two, uh, the Phantom Two, like all. I don't know. Anyway. Um, but uh, the F-15EX Eagle II is undergoing the first ever operational test mission paired with F-15Cs and F-15Es at Nellis Air Force Base October 18th through the 25th. So this story uh, was actually published on the 25th, so the last day uh, for this, uh, you know, these test missions. Um but the article continues, we've never done full large-scale operational tests with the F-15EX because it's only been in the U.S. Air Force's hands for six months, said Lieutenant Colonel Kenneth Jewell, Air Force Operational Tests and Evaluation Center F-15 tester. The fact that we're going this fast in operational tests is definitely um, owing to the chief of staff of the Air Force acceleration change or loss mentality. So basically... The nice thing about the EX is it's a souped up version, basically, of the Mm F-15E and the U.S. military version of the F-15QA and the um, F-15 Saudi version, the SA. And the the thing that's great about the F-15EX, not only does it have the great lines of the F-15, which is... In my opinion, one of the best-looking fighters ever developed. Yeah, next to the F-4 Phantom, but okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I said one of the greatest. Oh, okay, one the. of the, all right. So, um, But <laughs> but um, the F-15EX, it, it, has a, it has a new engine, which I'll talk about um, in, in a minute or so, but, but the F-15EX... It's uh, the biggest improvement is that it has a digital flight control systems now. So it's a fly-by-wire aircraft versus the traditional C model, which Uh is the standard hydro mechanical. So you've got that. You've got the huge, you know, displays in the F-15 now, the push-button displays just like, you know, in the F-35, even the newer version of the Super Hornet, the Block 3s. And so you've got all this new hardware and then you've got the digital, you know, flight control system. Um, you know, I'm sure there's, you know, some Air Force fans that are like, oh, it needs to be the, you know, be, be the old, you know, hydromechanical, you know, design. But I mean, kind of like using you know, practical effects in a movie instead of digital. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of like that. But yeah, I mean, there's pros and cons for both. Right. But so, but um, but that that'll be cool. We can't wait right. to see that. And and what one of the last lines in the article, um, is that uh, Jewel anticipates the F-15EX will eventually participate in exercises like Red Flag at Nellis. Hell, so I can yes. guarantee you next year we'll see some. F fifteen EX is at at, uh, at some of these red flags. Well, let me oh, let me sweet. ask you let me ask you this, brother. So, hmm. are we going to be able to tell to easily tell the F fifteen EX fighter jets, the Eagle two? Yes, versus the uh, C model and the E models. Right. There's... So, for the average av geek out there that wants to know, that wants to go out and spot, and it's like, oh, did I just see an Eagle two? What 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 are the characteristics? The, some of the characteristics to look for. Well, the first thing to look for is is it a two seater? Because all F fifteen EXs are two seaters. Okay. So right away, you know that eliminates the C model because the C model is a single seat. Okay. Um, the other way to determine is the F fifteen E and the F fifteen EX have a completely different paint scheme. So okay. the E models have that really like dark blue, dark grayish looking paint scheme. Those mm -hmm. are all the strike Eagles. Um, so that's one way to determine or a couple ways to determine. And then the other way is look at the uh, engine motor exhaust nozzles. Um, oh. The EX exhaust nozzles will have those like big, like, turkey feather exhaust nozzle okay um where the the e models and the c models, yeah that, that's that's what they call them i mean they they almost look like turkeys <laughs> they almost look like that's turkey fine. feathers um i was so that, i was gonna say i was gonna say so the f-15 ex has a sexier ass than the others but no not after you said turkey feathers <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i know i know um but the because um, the original F-15Cs and Es have the Pratt and Whitney uh, F-100 engines, mm -hmm, and those mm -hmm. the the exhaust on those the nozzle is very very different than um, than what the the new F-15EX engine, which is a GE engine, mm -hmm. um, and uh, that's that's a really simple way to tell the difference between the two. Um, between the three, I guess I should say the CE and the EX. Um, and th there's a couple other, you know, uh, sensors like poking out of the, the fuselage on the front, kind of by where the cockpit is off the sides, off both sides and a few other things. But it, you know, they look a lot like, uh, the F-15 QA and the, and the F-15 SA. And, and we've seen the SAs which are the Saudi, uh, the newest Saudi F-15s. Because mm -hmm. at Red Flag, um, I think it was in 2019, wasn't it? I think it was, I think it was 19-2. When I'll have to look that up. But, but the Saudis, the Saudis had a, had some brand new factory delivered F-15 SAs delivered to Nellis for them to use for that oh, red that, flag. It was so cool and, to see those. Yeah. And, and then they flew. Yeah. Away. But I mean, they're going to look very similar to that. So yeah, I'm looking at some photos of the, the EX uh, out there at Nellis and yeah, they look pretty badass. 
Yeah, they're they're nice. Right now, the Air Force only has two of them, um, mm-hmm. but they they do have uh, uh, twelve more coming fairly soon, and they plan on purchasing a total of a hundred and thirty six. Um, and it is going to be a single engine design uh, because uh, at the end of October, the Air Force awarded uh, GE General Electric uh, contract uh, for more engines and. The, the plan is is to purchase 329 engines uh, in total by 2031. You you mean single so, engine type? Yeah, single engine right. type. Because yeah. it's a double, yeah. it's a two engine aircraft, obviously. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, just well, for somebody was like, not, wait, what? Then there's not more than one engine available for the type. Right, 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 right. It's only okay. gonna, it's only going to be that. the one. Yeah, they're they're not making single engine eagles, <laughs> right? I I guess I shouldn't assume these days that everybody would know that. I know. But um, speaking of single engine jets, though, are you done with your story? Yeah, no, that's good. So okay. we're we're excited to see what the Air Force does with the EX. You know, there's lots of people. Last thing I'll say about it is is there are lots of people saying, well, why do we need the EXs when they're not stealthy? You know, they. they you know, compared to the F-35 or the F-22. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just having multiple fighter types is always important. And I mean, the one thing that Afghanistan and Iraq had had proven is, you know, you don't need stealth in every single war setting. And, and to be honest with you, like the B-1s for Afghanistan, they were just overworked because of how great they were. They Mm -hmm. could, you know, they were such a good, you know, air support aircraft, the bombers and the F-15Es eventually, you know, because if you remember the podcast we recorded with Sluggo, he was talking about the F-15E missions where they didn't even have down how to use their 20 millimeter gun for strafing. Right. So they had mm-hmm. to learn all these things. And so it'll be nice to have, um, you know, a good mix of several types of aircraft because, the F-15EX obviously won't be the type you send in first. Right. Well, um, because, because each, of... each aircraft has its specific role. Right, and, exactly. You exactly. know, I mean, you look at look at the difference between an F-22 Raptor and an A-10. Yeah. You know, Warthog, right. you know, or whatever. Anyway, so, but there are some aircraft that some of the newer ones that have come out, the F-35 is a multi-role aircraft. And so, but you still don't want to have just the one type. You know, it's probably not a good idea for the military to follow the uh, Southwest Airlines one aircraft business model. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, even even though it's, you know, it, it works for the most part. But yeah, no, I know. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's good it's good to have it's good to have different yeah for the military mm-hmm. you gotta have options absolutely absolutely hey did you guys see that um the air force wants to add at least a hundred and possibly hundreds more uh t7 red hawks to their uh that's the new advanced tactical trainer on top of the 351 they've already ordered yeah yeah, and and wow. uh, the the Navy even announced that they want another jet trainer variant uh, for aggressor and support roles. Mm-hmm. 
So um, I, that yeah, Red I mean, Hawk is a badass looking airplane, in my opinion. It is cool looking. It is. It is cool. I, I've only seen one in person on the ramp um, in St. Louis where they're manufactured. Mm-hmm. Um, and when yeah, did you they, see they that? are cool. It was when I was flying back from Florida with my family on a, a trip uh, a couple years ago. Oh, cool. Actually, it wasn't two years ago. It was last year during uh, the whole pandemic stuff going on. It was in 2020. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I love the way it looks. I mean, you gotta, come on. It's, it's come a long way since the, um, since the T-37. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it, it looks like a mix of like a, an F-35, an F-18, a, and a Saab uh, Griffin. And a Saab, yeah, yep, a exactly. Saab canopy. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it kind of looks like a, a hybrid, you know, of, of just, like, five different aircraft. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool looking. Um, now, also, they said, too, that uh, they're looking uh, at any other potential contenders that might also fit the requirements. So, the yeah. jet training inventory uh that could be expanded as well i mean you think about it they had the t37 and the t38 forever right and so why not have another one and and you know if you move the pilot from you know their basic flight instruction to the point where they're getting ready to transition into a jet it would be nice to have another jet that's a little bit more specific to whatever track they're on so yeah, mm-hmm. might see some more uh, some more cool looking uh, trainers coming out here in the near future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yep, that'll be, be cool to see. Mm-hmm. So, oh, one more thing I wanted to mention too is these new jets. Uh, this 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 could be cool for us too because these new jets um, are not only at least in this proposal or this refre- uh, request for information uh, that was released by the Air Force back on October 12th, it said these jets would likely not only be used for schooling pilots, but also as aggressor aircraft, mm-hmm. as an extension to the adversary air program. Now, that would be cool oh, nice. to see some of these flying yeah. around as aggressors because otherwise... You know, we probably wouldn't see a lot up at Hill Air Force Base or down at Nellis, which are the two, you know, bases that are close to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that'd be fun to see yeah, some definitely. of those flying around as aggressors. But uh, anyway. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah, cool. Definitely. Definitely. Good deal. Yep. Yeah. Um, what else we got? So um, I've got some... Um, uh, some Boeing uh, commercial news. Cool. Um, and this is coming from flightglobal.com. Boeing creates product team to study technology for new commercial jet. So Boeing recently established a new product team charged with working on developing of a future commercial aircraft through the company, uh, though the company has released few details about the project. So are they um, are they talking about an aircraft um, to replace uh, the seven five? Well, kind of what they're thinking, or so going going back to the article, the uh, analysts view Boeing as needed to bring a seven three seven Max replacement to market in the twenty thirties. 
The company has also hinted at developing a new mid-market aircraft to replace 757s, though Boeing's progress on those projects remain unclear. So it's it'll be interesting to see which part of the market it's going to go after. My just all all the reading that I've done and following the whole uh, mid-market aircraft that Boeing was supposedly working on and then they shelved it basically with the crisis with the 737 mm-hmm. Max. Right. Um I'm guessing it's going to be something along the lines of a 75 replacement because I mean if you think about it they're a competitor right now Airbus you know with their um their A321 Neo uh XLRs which is their super long range uh you know extended version of their A320s that you know they sell on those like crazy and it seems like that's kind of what they have to go after. But the 737 MAX 10 doesn't have the range really to compete with the A321 XLR. And so I'm guessing it's going to be something in the, you know, with a 757 type layout, but with an extended range kind of to compete with the Airbus right. XLR. Yeah. That's yeah. what Um. Doesn't the doesn't the seven three seven max thing seem like so long ago now? <laughs> I know he said seven three seven max, and I'm like, wow, we haven't talked about that one in a while. <laughs> I know, I know, it's it's back in service, and and uh, you know, soon it'll be back in service, like in China. Um, mm-hmm. There's a story on on Ramp Check Report that that we posted. Uh, that there were some re- uh, recent flight tests with Boeing and Chinese regulators uh, to get the the Max back going, you right. know, over China because you know I mean China is a big commercial market and um, Boeing certainly doesn't want to lose uh, you know a huge part of the market there in China you know to Airbus because Airbus has been you know, making huge strides in, in those markets. But but anyway, so I, I'm guessing it's probably going to be something that's, you know, between the 737 MAX and, like, the 787. It's the mm-hmm. mid-market right. kind of size aircraft, single aisle, I would guess. Um, you know, because, I mean, the 757, nothing really competes with the 757. Um, as far as you know, well, that's why these airlines, well, these airlines retiring the seven fives, it's going to leave a huge gap. Yeah, yeah, it will. Yeah, and, and the Max Ten and the A three twenty ones just don't really fill that right. that gap. So I think it would be really smart for. I mean, you take like a seven fifty seven and you put, you know, technology of like the 787 and you know the upgraded technology of the 737 max and i mean you've you've got a, an aircraft that probably has a lot of range mm-hmm. and you know a lot of payload and reach all that so well yeah and you look uh, at you look at how far I they've come with composites see. too yeah i'm sure that's i'm sure that's what we're gonna see mm-hmm. kind of a smaller version of the 787 right well i think i think we need to uh Start get this uh, trending on uh, Twitter. Hashtag bring back the Sonic Cruiser. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should we yeah, should yeah. start our official campaign to get Boeing to bring the Sonic Cruiser back. That w- <laughs> could you imagine? Because that would be in service by now if that would have happened. Because they basically abandoned the uh, um, the Sonic Cruiser, and out of that came the Dreamliner, the seven eight seven. And yeah, I just. Good. Wouldn't it be cool to see an aircraft as radical looking as the Sonic Cruiser at, at airports and just flying around the skies? I would love to see that. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. So, I mean, anyway. yeah. Hey, Boeing, if you're listening, bring back the Sonic Cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not putting my money on that one, but, I'm not you either. know. So that would be cool. (laughs) What was that airplane that was in the uh, Casino Royale, the 007 movie? What did they call that thing? Oh. Remember that? Yes, I do. Um, I don't know why that just popped into my head, but. uh, Yeah. Well, it was was a 747-400 they propped up for the movie, you know. Oh, well, yeah, They, they, they. they put B fifty two engines on it and then yeah. and extended the hump all the way back. It's like, okay, come on, Hollywood, couldn't you have come up with something a little bit better? I know, <laughs> man. Well, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, I know. I mean, at least maybe have it have like laser beams on the wingtips or something, because it is a James Bond film, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I know. Uh, what do you funny. say we get one more story up and uh, call sure. it a day, brothers? Let's do it. So we, uh, a few months ago, started talking about uh, Breeze Airways. Uh, if you're not familiar with Breeze, originally it was uh, going to be Moxie Airways, uh, founded by Dave Neeleman, super, super successful airline entrepreneur um he was involved with morris air uh that was based out of salt lake city utah i actually had the privilege to work for morris air um i have a beautiful picture of a morris air 737 up on my wall thanks to aaron appreciate that brother um (laughs) and then he moved on uh to canada um and started another project because when uh, Morris Air merged with Southwest Airlines. He kind of had a non-compete with Southwest, so he went up to Canada. And uh, oh, what was the other? What was the name of the airline in Canada? Do you remember? You know, I don't know. I I didn't know he went up to Canada. I thought he went down to Brazil. Brazil, that's what and I was sta- thinking. And, and and started his um, Azul Airlines. He did. He did, but he also um, was involved. Oh, WestJet. There we go. Uh, oh, yep. he was involved in WestJet. Huh? Yep. I didn't know so that. So he was actually involved in WestJet and JetBlue before Azul. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Are you the key master? <laughs> <laughs> Every time I say that name. <laughs> there is, I know. There is. There is only Zool. Yeah. It's it's Azul. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a Azul, staple of marshmallow, man. Blue. 
He's a oh, sailor. Yeah. Get him laid. He'll be fine. Anyway. <laughs> He's in New York. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, David Neeleman, his latest project, um, originally tentatively named Moxie Airways, is now Breeze Airways. Um, and they are flying to, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven... Oh, I can't even count. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, uh, roughly around 20 cities around the country right now. Um, another one of these airlines that Neeleman started where it's headquartered in Utah and they don't even fly to Salt Lake. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm sure they will. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, um, so back on October 28th, uh, just a few days ago, uh, Air, uh, Breeze Airways uh, received its first Airbus A220. Yes, so, which in my opinion is definitely one of the sexiest single aisle airliners flying right now. Right. It's good looking. It, Delta flies them in and out of Salt Lake City International Airport all the time. Right, as, but, main, uh, as mainline aircraft. So they're nice aircraft. They are. They're pretty. So if you're not familiar with the A220, um, basically Airbus bought the um, commercial airplane division of um, what was it? The or basically bought the C-series, the Bombardier C-series aircraft and rebranded it, the A220. That's right. That's right. The C series. And yep. yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice looking airplane. And, and, um, uh, Breeze Airways started out with the, uh, Embraer's, the E190 and the E195s. And then they, um, they wanted to expand and have a little bit, you know, diversity, I would imagine just, you know, to have a couple different types of aircraft in their fleet, but, but they, they have 79, a220s on order and they have wow. you know the one in service they just received um and they have uh uh 10 e190s in their fleet with six on order mm-hmm. and three 195s in service with 27 on order those so, are former azul um, aircraft that, that's right <laughs> that's right <laughs> so um so anyway good variety of, you know a couple competing aircraft the the e195s and and the airbus a through 20 220s are kind of similar in size similar in capacity mm-hmm. um and uh so yeah it'll be cool to see see some of those and you know maybe fly on them one day that would be mm-hmm. cool yeah maybe someday <laughs> once all this craziness uh, subsides. And by the way, just a side note, I couldn't find anywhere on the internet if uh, if Breeze was requiring uh, vaccinations for its employees. So, hey, so maybe some of you professionals, if you're looking for something to expand, maybe Breeze might be your new destination. <laughs> God. <laughs> you, you and your airline commercial whatever. Jesus, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the guy that does all the voiceovers in the movie previews. <laughs> yeah, I know. Coming this fall to a theater near you. An unparalleled experience. Anyway. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> oh lord anything else you guys want to cover on the podcast <laughs> yeah, uh, i think that's good for today i think I mean, we got it i think we got it i'm looking through ramp check report and we've discussed a lot of this stuff so yeah definitely yeah. uh once again um ramp check report is your complete source for aviation and aerospace news um and uh you can go to www.rampcheckglobal.com there's a link to ramp check report as well as a link to the ramp swag store don't forget the holidays we we just checked halloween off the calendar the next two big ones thanksgiving and christmas i'm telling you it's going to be here before you know it so you need to get your ramp swag ordered now aaron any update on the ramp swag store yeah, I just put some new um, actual Christmas holiday stuff on there. Um, make sure you order early and get prepared because I just it. Dude, you put the wrap check. So un- uh, you, you put the uh, wrapping paper up there. That's awesome. I did the wrapping paper and the Christmas tree skirts are back. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Nice. So, <laughs> Yeah, so so go on there, check that out. The the wrapping paper comes in uh, uh, twenty four inch by sixty inch rolls. Um, so and we've got several designs of those on there, and it's only twenty bucks a roll. So you can't find anything more unique uh, and you know av geek Christmassy than that. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll add a few more Christmas stuff specific stuff on there, but. You know, really, with with the way shipping and supplies and everything are going at the end of the year uh, this year, make sure that, you know, if you do plan on doing any Christmas shopping with us, which we would absolutely love to have your business, um, do it as early as you can in November. Um, You know, anything ordered in December, maybe the first week or so, you might be okay by Christmas. But uh, the goal is this year is to get all your your shopping done in november definitely completely agree yep i've i've got my eye right now on the um the freedom dark splinter camo hoodies you guys you got to go on and look at those those are awesome Uh, i love that i'm going to be definitely be getting one i just can't decide which one i want um but uh you can always order two why yes you can more than one also, uh, I think I, I need another hoodie, too. I'm just going to be buying a bunch of hoodies. The Ramp Check Mark Patriotic USA Distress Print Hoodies. Those are badass as well. Um, oh, don't forget the Make Airlines Great. Again, the bumper sticker, the T-shirt, the hat, whatever. Uh, promo code still active, brother? Yep. 20% off. Of the Make Airlines Great Again Ramp Swag. Just go on the Ramp Swag store. When you're checking out, use the promo code Alaska American Delta JetBlue Southwest and United. That'll get you 20. You don't have to use all well, of them, and, just one of them. I, and, and to correct that, or you don't have to put every airline. <laughs> That's in what I was just saying. <laughs> it's just whatever airline you want to pick, you can yep, put in there for Exactly. The Sorry, not not all. And I was I was getting to that. Yeah, I know. I just, uh, you but, correct me on the F-15 single engine. So okay, I'll correct you on 
Touche, brother. Touche. Um, anyway, yeah, get on the Ramp Swag store. Seriously, you have not seen ramping paper like this before. I, I said ramping paper. I meant to say wrapping. <laughs> okay, the there you go. Paper. Hashtag ramping paper. We just we just put a new hashtag out there. Uh, anyway, go to the Ramp Swag store. Tons and tons of Ramp Swag. Anybody who is even thinking of being an av geek in your household or your circle of friends or family or whatever, we've got something for them. So uh, www.rampcheckglobal.com. We mentioned the uh, Ramp Check Report, the Ramp Swag Store. Also, don't forget the podcast is available on uh, pretty much any platform that you hear your podcast. There's a link to all those platforms on uh, rampcheckglobal.com. Some of those include, of course, uh, Apple Podcasts, where you can rate us, um, give us a review, and uh, share it. Uh, any platform, share it with your friends and family as well. Um, especially since we're back doing this consistency, I know that. Um, um, yeah. Anyway, whatever. Uh, I just totally lost my thought. Sorry. Um, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Pandora. Uh, you can even listen to the Ramp Check podcast on uh, Amazon's. Uh, uh, what's the name of it? Audible. There you go. Audible. Get, Audible. Can you even pick up the Ramp Check podcast on Audible? Uh, Aaron, where do people find you on social media? Yeah, so you can go to at Aaron Rumfollow. Uh, for my personal life, which is always fun, but Av Geek stuff at Ramp Check Global. Um, and speaking of fun, I just wanted to read this one funny thing from the Ramp Check Report submission form that we have on there. And uh, we love interacting with y'all, but this one just oh, no. hit it out of the park with comedy. It was so good. So we we received a a news inquiry um and it read like this um oh this one oh my god it started out with hi my name is maria i'm living in your city and i ready to make blowjob for you pay me 4.99 dollars on bitcoin and get blowjob for me <laughs> so, okay so, um I, wow <laughs> So, so that's that was that was the most unique uh form submission we've uh received in a while but um i don't know it, it, it sounds like some false advertising but first she says a blowjob for you and then the second part says a blowjob for me so for, yeah, um, you know so it's kind of like a bait and switch type thing i, I don't know you know maybe this, this, this maria person needs to uh get their priorities straight in their advertising fix um yeah and maybe she we don't advertise that shit in the ramp swag store do we yeah no. <laughs> well, <laughs> we don't make blowjobs for anybody on the ramp yeah no swag no store. that's that's not oh, how we roll Lord. so but anyway um i thought that was really funny and um yeah, oh you guys can roll and laugh laugh with that oh, that's, that's hilarious uh, that sounds like right along the lines of uh you know me love you long time it's kind of funny but anyway i had to throw that in there because i thought that was so funny oh goodness that is uh it's pretty awesome um 
Yeah, that's a great thing to uh, leave the ramp check report on. Um, uh, I was going to say, I was going to ask if you wanted to talk about the uh, the Bring Back Star Wars Canyon controversy you started, but uh, should we save that for the oh. next show? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> since you brought it up, I mean, it, it does, you know, we we can just talk about it really quick, but we, we, we have a t-shirt that, that we posted about that just says bring back Star Wars Canyon. And, and we know, like, it's not, like, it's not a legitimate campaign to try to, you know, get the military to open low level back up. And, <laughs> and we know there was a high profile accident that unfortunately, you know, killed a, 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 a Navy pilot and, you know, accidents are tough and, you know, and it's absolutely no disrespect to, you know, to the accident, but, well, you know, well, I mean, of course the, it's the, not. And like, we're I know, certainly the, not trying to profit off of a pilot's demise. I mean, give me a freaking break. Sorry. I had to get that out. Well, <laughs> it, of course, I, I just interrupted and said, of course not, because we talked about it, but like, Hearing it out loud, it's just ridiculous. Like, it, it, obviously, we're not like throwing money, like Aaron said, into some campaign, and we're trying. And you know, I saw other comments about like, yeah, I'm sure CEOs are gonna see that and want to. Re- it's like, dude, that's not. We're just saying Star Wars Canyon was fucking awesome, and we just wish it was reopened. That's it. Like, exactly. Like, how hard is it to? distinguish that but you know again sometimes people take things a little seriously and whatever that's your opinion that's your you know yeah i mean but, and, but and it's, it's just like, incorrect <laughs> yeah i mean this the, the star wars canyon man and that that whole transition i mean that that you know decades of history and and mm-hmm. awesomeness and and pilots you know training and yeah i mean it's sad there was loss of life there a few years ago and that's not what this is about and i you know not i can guarantee all. that most you know if not all pilots that have lost their life you know during flight operations they they wouldn't want people to stop um yeah you know uh you know maybe throw a few extra safety measures in place i don't know i mean you learn from mistakes you don't completely stop everything mm-hmm. at least that's what you know most people well, how about and, I mean, you can't, stop well, flying airplanes? Aviation wouldn't be where it was today without the people that you know that sacrificed their lives. And Absolutely, and took unfortunately, so, yeah, but, unfortunately, yeah. paid the ultimate sacrifice. Well, but, but here's well, the other thing too: it wouldn't that, you know? right, and and yeah. airlines or aviation wouldn't be as safe as it is today yeah. if it weren't for yeah. those unfortunate accidents that happened. Yeah, and it, it yeah. might just be because it's it's in a, a well published, you know, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? A, uh, uh, you know, public, high profile public location, or yeah. I don't know. I mean, you, you can't stop training low level, of course. And right. I don't know. Maybe it's just I don't know. It's it it's sad that that things have to change like that and. Obviously, yes, we would love to see Star Wars Canyon back with the low-level um, action, but, you know, maybe yes. it won't happen anytime soon. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Who knows? But Stop 
Stop being so sensitive, people, for the love of God! <laughs> I know. Right? I mean, it's just... I don't know. Yeah. It, it's it's all good, whatever, but it's... Yep. I don't know. All right. I, I don't know. Yeah, it is. Okay, so, back to your social medias, brother. But that that is a cool shirt, though, and you guys should go get one, because I think they're really cool looking. Well, yeah, definitely. Uh, and supports a good cause for supporting our military and their training. But exactly. anyway, yep. so I already dropped all my social stuff, so Ryan, you can go ahead. Yeah, and I, I recommend definitely following Aaron, especially if he's posted any pictures of him wearing a He-Man wig with his son <laughs> and his wife, because Aaron, as he-man or whatever was probably one of the funniest things i've ever seen so yeah, i was i was i was prince adam who turns oh, into he-man that's right Your oliver was, was he-man He yeah and then and then jessica was sheila yeah so oh no 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 no, no. sorry she-ra not she-ra she i got the I names mixed up yeah right. yeah she-ra not tila you look like a court jester <laughs> <laughs> or no no well, prince adam friar aaron Fire, fire! Hey, I, I didn't have a I thought it was funny. I I like had that to was keep awesome. looking at him because it looked funny. So definitely recommend following Aaron. Um, mine's a little less interesting right now, but uh, it's at Rum Follow Me. I promise one day it will get interesting. Um, Tony, what about you? Where are you at? Oh, you know me. I'm I'm still not on Instagram, and I probably never will be personally. But uh, you know, you can. I post occasionally on Twitter. I've been a little active and a little more salty on Facebook. They still haven't taken me down, so you can uh, find me Tony Rumfollow on Facebook uh, at T Rumfollow on Twitter as well. And of course, as always, all things Ramp Check Global at Ramp Check Global on Instagram. That's where we're the most active, but uh, we're also on Facebook and Twitter as well. Boom. All right. Now, is somebody doing dishes or something in the background? Oh, Jesus. You guys are fucking bats. I, I came over and put a glass in my sink. <laughs> wow. I can loud. hear you. Oh, God. <laughs> all right. Ryan, we'll let you send it off so you can go back to doing your dishes. So so the bats can go back to hearing. All right, good day. <laughs> <laughs>